You know who Milo Yiannopoulos is? I bet you do. bet you've heard something about him. You might have heard me talk about him. You might have seen him in the news. You probably have an opinion about him. And that's fine. It's good. You're an opinion machine. I'm an opinion machine. Pump those babies out. Get those opinions out there. When Milo first came on my radar, I just uh, absolutely was over the moon about him. He's like the guy that um, I was always waiting for, for the libertarian, more conservative side of me. Well, the libertarian side. I, I don't have much of that conservative side. When people talk about conservatism, the things that they're typically thinking about don't really apply to me. I'm definitely more libertarian, although I have much more um, understanding for older conservative views now than I ever have. But, you know, Milo came out. He's this flamboyantly gay Jewish fella with a Greek last name, bleach blonde hair, um, married to a black guy, I guess, they say. Um, never seen a picture of him, but I, why would I not believe that? Um, but he comes on board and he starts um, really criticizing the far left like like I had. You know, he sees through the bullshit. He's basically ticks all the boxes of their mascot. He should be the mascot for the left. Yet suddenly... In 2000, late 2015 and 2016, he becomes the poster child for the new conservatives, the young conservative movement. He does a college tour, starts selling it out. Um, he's very unabashed about his opinions, doesn't hide anything. He's funny, he's clever. Um, his humor is over the top. But then when he slows down and actually wants to get philosophical, he's got deadly chops. Absolutely deadly chops. He's not just a joke, you know. It's not all joke. Oh, and he's from he's from uh Great Britain too. England. So he's got that he's got an he's got an English accent too add on top of his gay flamboyance. You know, all, all the things that Republicans are supposed to hate, like, well, except for the Jew thing, right? I don't think Republicans are known for hating Jews. But, um, so this really, more than I ever expected, really triggered the left. Um, I kind of figured they'd be like, huh, Gosh, okay, head scratcher. All right, maybe we'll rethink things. It's really what I thought would happen. Naive as I was. This is before, this is before Trump was elected. So the left had never reared their head like they did during Trump. They never really went on the crazy, the crazy, um, deranged kind of, ride that they've been on for the last two years. I've never seen that side. I've seen it a little bit, but boy, 2016 really 
brought it on. And a lot of it had to do with guys like Milo uh, and Gavin McGinnis, for example. Another just a punk rock guy, basic dad. Your old school punk rock, used to like anarchy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, was embracing all the gays in a different co- guy like me, you know. No, man, don't judge people. Just like everybody, you know. He's a basic guy, but he grows older. He's a little bit younger than me. Milo's a lot younger than me. But um, I want to keep, keep it with Milo. So Milo becomes enemy number one all of a sudden. Surprising to me. Suddenly, he's the enemy of of the left and I'm thinking how are they getting away with this well of course they just had to lie about him absolute lies he's a Nazi he's a white supremacist meanwhile he's married to a black guy he's gay and he's a Jewish he's a Nazi he's a Jewish white Jewish gay Nazi married to a black guy <laughs> That's that's what they were going with. But then, you know, he had a flub up. I watched it. I I watched his flub up happen uh, live on a video. Well, maybe it wasn't live. I think I caught it the next day. But um, he was talking, frankly, about having been molested by a priest when he was younger, although he put it in different terms. He was like saying, I had control over that, you know. I was part the initiator or the aggressor or whatever. And boy, did he catch hell for that. You know, because he was using humor. He was joking about it. And God forbid somebody joke about their own life. No, there's only one. When something bad happens to you, you must say it's bad. You can't have, you can't have, you can't joke about it. And so suddenly people are turning him into an apologist for pedophilia. Which, as being a victim of pedophilia, you'd think at least they'd go, okay, well... Slow down. This guy's actually a victim of pedophilia, so maybe we should listen to him. Listen to his perspective. Perspective. Listen to how his mind coped with those events. Figure out how he reasoned them. You know? Anyway, this all happened, and he kind of went into hiding a little bit. He kind of went off the radar. The college tours, the big fanfare. Um, he wasn't in the news every day. Um, but then he comes back. And by this time, Facebook and Twitter and all the tech industries have kind of gotten in cahoots with one another, or at least they'd aligned and realized they had to do something about this new conservative movement, because who appeals to young people more than a fun clown like um, Milo? That's exactly the kind of hero you want, you know, when you're a young kid. Like, yeah, here's a guy... That's saying, fuck you to the system. You know, he's getting banned and kicked out everywhere he tries to go speak. I mean, you probably remember what happened at Berkeley. They lit the whole town on fire. You know, literally being violent, bashing people over their heads because they wanted to hear Milo speak at Berkeley, known as the center of free speech. I mean, that's when I was just like, okay... Something really fucked up is going on here. It's not. It's serious. When you're shutting places down. And anyway, he's at the forefront of this. And I'm thinking, fuck yeah. As he was doing this stuff and he was standing up to people and not taking any shit, 
I was definitely his biggest fan and biggest supporter because it was one of those things where you just fist pump in the air and go, yes, finally, fuck you, you know, finally a person that's not going to take any shit. And so I was, I was, and I'm a real supporter still of that attitude. You cannot take shit from people who want to shut you up physically and forcefully. They don't want you to be able to speak. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's not getting any worse than that. But it did get worse. It gets worse. He ends up getting banned from Twitter. That was the first one. Then he gets banned from YouTube. Then he gets banned from Facebook. And he's been banned from every platform. Why? Because, smartly, he doesn't back down. And he doesn't change just because somebody's pressuring him to change. And I admire that. I think it's great. It takes a lot of courage to put your life and your career and your personal safety on the line. I mean, what's there to not admire about that? I've been in fights with people who say, oh, he's just doing it for his own ego, blah, blah, blah. And I go, who gives a shit? The invisible hand. If that's his ego, then I'm going to say ego is a good thing because he's doing something that's necessary. He's testing the limits of free speech. He's testing the system. Free speech must be allowed. It's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer for me. There's no gray areas. In fact, I'm not even into the whole, you can't yell fire in a theater, man. I'm like, quit using that stupid example. Who's going to do that, by the way? And if you're in the theater, hopefully you have eyes and a nose, and you can see if there's a fire. Plus, we have exit signs for that kind of shit. What if somebody yells is fire in a theater? To, that's like pulling a, a fire alarm, Right? You can pull a fire alarm, and what do people do? They they funnel outside. They do that as practice sometimes. We had fire drills in junior high and high school. Somebody would pull the alarm, and what would we do? We'd leave. What's the difference between that and yelling fire? Can you fire in a theater? Yeah, shut the fuck up, you idiot. I don't want to hear that as a fucking argument for free speech. Can't pull a fire alarm, (laughs) man. Well, I know you're not supposed to, but geez. Fire drills. Legal? Impromptu ones, not legal. Mm, okay. Legal if that guy does it, not legal if that guy does it. Okay. Gotcha. Authority versus non authority. Fine. Anyway, so Milo gets banned everywhere, and it really just really annoys me, but I have to admit that I'm. In a certain way, politically, you've kind of almost got to go in denial about a lot of things or else it really gets scary and frustrating. And it can be more consuming than it needs to be. You know? Because when I think of myself and my ideals and my the things that I think, people always ask me, why don't you start a podcast? This is funny. I'm on a podcast now. But people wanted me to do one, a video-type one, and get really make it a political podcast. And if you've been following my podcast for the last month and a half since I started it, you realize it's not all politics. And I'm not really interested in that because this life that Milo and Gavin and Laura Loomer and all these other band people are living, um, that's the kind of political podcast I would have, and I would get banned for that too. And who knows if I'll get banned for this. That's the thing, is I'm coming out in defense of Milo on a platform that specifically said you can't post about them without talking shit about them. I mean, they literally said that. We'll allow you to post about Alex Jones and these guys as long as you criticize them. That's that's some creepy fucking shit. 
Okay? You can do it as long as you agree, but they are bad. You cannot consider anything else. You can't play contrarian. You can't... It's one way to think. Fuck you. I mean, fuck you. Fuck you. And you. And by the way, this whole thing of... We can't give a platform to Nazis. Having a conversation with Adolf Hitler is not giving him a platform if you're asking him questions and letting people listen. Like... You're afraid that everybody's going to, uh, uh, he's going to convert everybody to his message. It's just simply not true. You've got to talk to people. You've got to trust that people can make up their own minds. And I get it. That's the difference between me and some of the people on the hard left is they have zero trust in humanity. I, and I have a little bit of trust in humanity. They have zero. I have a smidge. But I also believe in the principle of, have, of convincing people you can't trick people into moral behavior. That's got to be something that you've got to you've got to massage it out of them. You know, you've got to uh, persuade them with good with good arguments. You know, just banning them won't work. In fact, it's just gonna it just creates rage amongst those people who know the difference. Those people who find out, especially the young people that find out, oh, Milo's been banned, let's see who he is. You know, oh, he's been banned because he's a Nazi? They go, look, not a Nazi. He's a gay Jew married to a black guy. Not a gay Nazi. Or not a Nazi at all. So, it doesn't work. There's a big, but but now this undercurrent, this, this boiling, festering undercurrent of people who can't say what they want to say, it doesn't need, the pressure is building, and it, it doesn't need to be building. What, what, what is making it build is this constant banning of people. Anyway, I'm getting a little off track. Because, so, all these guys, some of my favorite people, and by the way, I disagree with my favorite people all the time, too. And I, and, I, and I hate disclaimer culture right now, so I don't even want to make that sound as a disclaimer. It goes without saying that we don't agree with anybody all the time. You know, very few people. I, I can't think of one person I agree with all the time, not even myself. So it's a stupid disclaimer. I don't always agree with you, but it's a fucking dumb disclaimer, and we need to stop doing it, including me. Um... But now all these people, so they've all been banned off these uh, uh, platforms. Laura Loomer, Gavin, uh, Milo, etc., Alex Jones, uh, and um, for various reasons. And, uh, but so I've, now they're all on Telegram. And Telegram is this other, I don't know if you'd call it a social network. It's kind of like a WhatsApp, but it's owned by Russians. And so there's no censorship on there. But there is a little feature where you can report things. And I, and I hate that. Report. Report to who? Report to who? I hate that fucking shit. Report. Report this post. To who? Some little dick face has got a job at the, at the Facebook office or the Telegram office or the Twitter office. Some little idiot with no, just uh, private authority. It would be one thing if you report them to the FBI. That would make sense. Have they broken a law? Then you can report it. But as far as I can tell, speech is not breaking a law. 
report. Report this. You're a good citizen. You reported something you didn't like. Go fuck yourself. How about that? Report that. Um, so they're all over there now, right? Well, I started this because I wanted to talk about Milo. And I, and like I was saying, when all these bannings were happening, I was just, it, it made, it, it makes me physically sad. Like when these people are banned because they've got so many good things about them and they, they are legitimately talking about things that are so good for society and good for people. It comes out of love. These ideas of being open and free speech, these aren't hate. It's that's The big trick is when they go, it's hate speech. It's like, it's the opposite. Free speech is love speech. It's tolerant speech. That's what free speech means. It's tolerant speech. It's not hate speech. It's the opposite. When you label it hate speech, you're the hater. You are the one. That hate originated in your mind. And he, even if it originated also in the other person's mind, it's an agreement between, at, at, at best, it's an agreement between two people. They both understand it. At worst, it's you projecting your idea of the world into that person's mind. So that hate originates in your mind, not theirs. Because you think something is hateful is not a reflection of what that person thinks. It's a reflection of the way you think. You are the one guilty of that. Literally. Because you're the one that invented the whole, you put it together that it was hateful. That was your math problem. That was your analysis. Even if that person meant it as hateful, it still required your perception to make it true. It's a stupid thing. Fuck hate speech. I don't give a shit. It's speech. Whether it's hateful or loving or whatever, it's speech. Free speech means free speech. And it's based on being loving and understanding. And having to go, okay, we can deal with this. Slow down. I gotta, I gotta be, you know, I gotta formulate a better argument. If somebody's making a really stupid argument, I've gotta come up with a better one rather than just putting a bullet through somebody's head or putting a muzzle on their mouth. You know? Certainly is easy, right? Oh, I don't like what you're saying. Tape. You know, just disappear them. And that's what's happened. These private companies. I was always worried the government was going to do this shit. Back when Al, Al and Tipper Gore were putting labels on everything. By the way, I don't have any problem with labels, but because they actually sell more records. We know that to be true. You tell somebody something's bad, and that's the perfect thing that every kid wants. It's like basically saying... Kids, buy this. These people are so stupid they can't figure this stuff out. I don't even I don't understand it. I don't understand how they don't how they miss the basic psychology of the young mind. It's already prepared to rebel. You know? It's already in that mode. So just give them one excuse and they'll take it. You're walking on thin ice with the kids anyway. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't believe you. They don't trust you. It's part of the natural way of the world. So when you ban Milo and Gavin and all these guys and shove them over into this cr- uh, little corner of the internet, and I, okay, so I'm getting off track. Uh, so I get on Telegram 
and I follow Gavin, and I follow Laura Loomer and Milo, and here's what is really terrible about what the left is doing by banning people, is it works to a certain degree. It's not going to work in the long run, but on an individual level, it's painful, right? And Milo and Gavin and Laura, they're all very competent, very intelligent human beings, brave, courageous. Um, uh, they have wonderful personal, gifted personalities, um, humorous, funny, all these things. You know, when you're funny, there's funny people are in touch with humanity more. So these are the sensitive people. You can't really be funny unless you're sensitive. The tears of a clown thing, you know. When you find a funny person making jokes, chances are there's a lot of pain behind that humor. Humor doesn't come spring about without a lot of pain, you know. And when Milo's in his most his best serious moments, anybody with half half a, an ability to spot this pain will be able to see. Yes, Milo, a lot of Milo's politics spring out of him being molested when he was young. Maybe a lot of this conservative thing is like, no, that's not good. We don't want that to happen. We don't know. Maybe Milo doesn't think it, he, maybe he wonders if he would even have been gay if he hadn't have had those experiences earlier on. I don't know. I can't read Milo's mind, but maybe he wonders that. He hints at it. He certainly is critical of people imposing their sexual um, ideals onto children, you know, and his turn towards Catholicism. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I don't know if he's appealing to conservatives or not. He seems like he has some legitimate conflict in his life, as any great artist or performer has, you know, real conflict. I think the most intelligent people are always wrestling with these conflicts. You know, that's why they become intelligent. They've got these constant arguments going on, these constant debates in their mind and with the people around them. So he ends up on this little corner of the internet, right? On Telegram. Nobody knows about it. He's got... Over the last couple of months, it's like his posting has been coming more erratic and more um, just nonstop posting. And he's um, he's kind of acting like how people stereotype Donald Trump, you know, by attacking people. But see, the difference is, is Donald Trump, if you notice, if you really look at him closely, and nobody bothers to do this, but Donald Trump has a pretty simple policy. It's like, don't start shit, don't get shit. He's like, when he introduces a person he just barely met, he was like, people say fantastic things about him. A great friend of mine. One of the smartest, most amazing people. Uh, trust me, you know, nobody better than them. You know? And he, he, he talks about people very well until they cross him. And you cross him, fuck, game over. You know, He'll go for the jugular. Well, Milo has that too. You know? But now that I see him on Telegram... If you watch, it's it's turning manic, and um, he seems to be drinking more. He seems to be using... I, I, I have no clue, but the way he's acting reminds me of my friends that do a lot of cocaine. You know, lots of delusions of grandeur. But, but listen, 
he's really acting out and it's looking very erratic and he made a big post the other day about you know a depressing post about how it looks like the left is winning and he was really sad and he lashed out at his own fans he was saying there's only 19,000 people here I can't make a living like this I can't have an audience of 2,000 people that don't buy my books you know so he kind of lashed out and if you were a fan you might be thinking well, fuck you, dude. I'm following you into the corners of the earth, and you're now you're turning around telling me I'm worthless, that you need more people than me. You know, I'm not good enough. And he's hounding people for money to start his show, but his show on Gavin's network is kind of a shit show because he's drinking, and it's become way too much about Milo's ego and his humor and there's the political philosophy is kind of going away and he's attacking everybody around him including his allies so it's like most of the time he's attacking he's attacking fellow uh flamboyant conservatives like he hasn't attacked gavin or laura yet but all these other people i don't know he's constantly attacking them and i'm thinking this sucks but i'm not doing this as an attack on him i'm i'm saying this is what happens when you back somebody into a corner. When you shove them away, when you ban them. It has effects. I can see it the way I see it. I go, oh man, this is sad. This is not good. And the people, it's not just Milo to blame. Like, it's easy for me to think, Milo, you gotta, you gotta toughen up. You gotta be nice. You gotta show some humility. You know, you can't attack all the people around around you, you know. And if I was advising him, I would say all these things. But at the same time, it's kind of a heartless thing to be giving advice to somebody who's been so mistreated and so lied about so often. The fact that he's lashing out like this is cause and effect. How Gavin is keeping it together is beyond me. How Laura Loomer is keeping it together is beyond me. I'm having a hard time dealing with it vicariously through them. I'm having a hard time dealing with my own walking on eggshells, having to censor myself and be very careful, having been kind of um, expunged from the San Francisco scene and having all these people who used to pretend to admire me now all talk about me like I'm some kind of Nazi, you know? And that's on a very small level. Imagine if it was headline news every day. People literally calling you the opposite of what you are. On a human level, <clears throat> no matter how much, you know, you've got to pretend to, that it doesn't affect you because there's this very vicious thing in nature. You can see it in dogs. If you show weakness, especially amongst the left, they will come after you. I mean, they accuse you of not being loving, but boy, if they see weakness, they pounce on you and they'll rip you limb from limb. And that's what they're doing. I didn't mean... I, so this screed that he wrote, this depressing kind of... I imagine he was probably drinking and maybe doing some coke because it was a long set of, you know, these depressing, I can't do this and blah, blah, blah. And maybe they won and uh, what am I doing this for? America, you probably don't even deserve this, you know, because you're all a bunch of cowards. I think he's right. I think he's right about that, you know. He is right. But it's still hard to watch this ego. It seems like egomania that he's doing if you look at it separately but when you look at it 
as a man who's been maligned and lied about, especially given the fact that all these things happened to him in his youth. You know? Like, when, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but it just boggles my mind that the left presents itself as this charitable, loving, everything, understanding thing. But when they see a person, an injured puppy like Milo, and I don't mean to demean him like that, but everybody's an injured puppy at some point, every human being. Every human being, no matter how audacious they are, is a tender little puppy underneath it all. They have feelings. Their their entire surface of their body is covered with nerves, you know, their whole psyche. Everything affects people, no matter how much armor you put on stuff hurts it hurts and to be ostracized from society and banned and lied about hurts and if you want to see what the effects of it are and I know Milo would probably hate me and talk shit about me for saying this and fine fair enough you know but when you when you take it all in its totality what do you expect out of an injured animal? You know, and I'm saying that in the best way possible. Animals are good. We're animals. You know, when there's an injured animal, he's got a broken leg, you know, and you approach it, even if you're trying to help, it's going to show its teeth and it's going to lash out at you because it doesn't want to be injured more. You know, and what's really sad is when you see that happening to somebody who has unusual strength, who has an unusual fortitude, like Gavin and Milo and Laura and and these other people, even Alex Jones, for crying out loud. Even Alex Jones. And you can see it. You can see it. There's a lot of Alex Jones now where you can just see it on his face where it's just like, they're confused. They're confused about And how could you not be confused? I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm like, how could people so blatantly misrepresent a person, lie about them, or not see the humanity in them? How could, how can people be so cruel that they can look at a few, a few people with differing views and relegate them to being inhuman monsters. I don't understand that way of thinking. And when I look at Milo and Gavin and the group that's been banned, I see that pain. I see, I I know that they're trying to be brave. All of them are trying to be very brave and they're doing a much better job than I would do. I mean, listen to this wussy shit that I'm talking about right here. You know, they're all putting on a brave face and being like, ha ha, we don't care. You know, ah, we'll, we'll, you know, I'm just laughing off. You know, and lash out and make fun of somebody. But I see it. You can see it. I don't know why other people can't. I don't know why other people can't read behind the lines and and can't spot humanity in people. I don't understand why they can't or won't slow down and just think and just go, okay, well, this person disagrees with me. Or maybe they don't. Maybe I don't even know what they're saying. This is one of my big things. I'm going to make a separate tape on just this. Is that 
when people say I agree to disagree, I'm usually like, no, 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 slow down. We have to establish whether we disagree or not. First, we have to understand each other. Once we understand each other and we can repeat back each other's arguments to mutual satisfaction, then we can, and if we still don't, if we don't agree, then we can say disagreement has been established. But until that understanding takes place, um, you can't even establish a disagreement. And that's why it's so important to talk. Talk it out. Well, are you saying this? How are you defining this word? You know? What do you mean? Well, I think you should just kick people in the face if they're wrong. Do you really? Are you really saying that? Well, no, I'm just being brash. I'm using a metaphor. Okay, slow down, you know? Anyway, that's what's happening over there. And it's sad. It really is sad. It's just sad that human beings can do that and I don't care what you want to say you can say but it's a private platform and they can still do it yeah yeah okay you're driving them off into the desert it's still it's still part of the country desert's still land they still have a place to go yeah there's no water over there there's nobody out there yeah well nobody has a right to water okay (laughs) there's your private company so weird to have the far lefties now making private company excuses. It's so weird. It's just so, so clown world. That's really true. Clown world, it is clown world. There's no better way to say it because it's getting so ridiculous. It's like I just can't wait for Generation Z to grow up a little bit more so they can make the big correction that needs to come. The good news, the good news in all this is that both Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr have both come out with amazing specials that address a lot of the things, but they're still tiptoeing around. There's both of them still tiptoed, and part of the humor, part of the reason why we all laughed at those two specials, and if you haven't seen the new Bill Burr one, watch it. Part of the reason was is because you knew they were walking on eggshells, and we and you can see both of them stepping back from the line and not going over it, you know, which is part of the chilling effect so Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle have been somehow able to go they've been able to dance that line more it's more impressive with Bill Burr honestly because he's just a white guy a blue eyed white devil he's married to a black lady so maybe that's part of why he's getting a pass I don't know you know, and Dave Chappelle's getting partly a pass for black but it's only a matter of time before Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr at these current rates get relegated to Telegram, you know, get kicked off the world, you know, driven out into the desert. And what a sad sight that would be, you know, these wonderful human beings that give so much to society by being funny and like doing things. I'll make this, I could make a whole separate post on Gavin, you know, and how he's been, I don't know who's been lied about more, honestly, Milo or Gavin. They've both been lied about so much. I think maybe Gavin's been lied about more because of the Proud Boys things. More misrepresented, you know. And he's almost more persona non grata. Milo still gets invitations to places and Gavin doesn't get, he doesn't get shit, man. He's like, that's why he had to start his own thing, Free Speech TV. Anyway, I'm going on too long about this. But, yeah, 
If you're one of the people giving people a hard time, slow down, stop it, knock it off. And if you want to actually be helpful, which I hope you do, let me just tell you, there's a one little thing you can do to help. And it's not by donating to Gavin or Milo or Laura or Alex or Louis Farrakhan. You know, let's not forget that they're banning people on the left too. You know, um, what you can do is just stop shutting up. They keep telling you to shut up. Stop shutting up. Stop conforming. If every single person that sends me a private message that thanks me for saying things that they can't say because they have a job and they don't want to get fired, if every one of the silent majority just stopped, not you don't even need to go cold turkey on it. You know, just maybe go, okay, maybe 10% of the time where I would have shut up, maybe I'll not shut up. So, you know what I mean? Just 10%, shut up 10% less. Start off with that, okay? When When you think that you should hold your tongue, 10 times count. You can count. You can go, oh, I held my tongue there. Once you get to nine, the next time you're tempted to hold your tongue, don't. Right? And then if you're really courageous, um, do it 25% of the time. Or maybe 50% of the time. Work your way up. Do something. Don't stay silent. When you see somebody being beaten on the side of the road and lied about, defend them. Defend them. Don't just stay silent, worried that their cooties are going to rub off on you. And I know that's what happens, and I get it. I understand it, because you're like, I don't want that ire, all that ire, uh, uh, all that shit thrown at Milo. You got to remember, though, these people do it because that's exactly what they want you to see. They make an example out of those three, so you will shut up. But all you got to do is not shut up. Don't shut up. How about shut up ten percent less? Try it, please. I'm literally, I'm, I'm really asking you nicely. Please shut up less. When you know people are feeding you a goddamn line of bullshit. Okay? Thanks for listening.